Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome in. This is the FBC Chiefs podcast. I'm Raiden Holacek, the managing editor for Full Press Coverage, Chiefs of FullPressCoverage.com. Here on this Tuesday edition of the show, as we have just finished off week eight of the NFL season, moving into the midway point even closer now as the Chiefs will have another home game this upcoming week against the Carolina Panthers. But first off, we're going to talk about that Jets game from Sunday. What stood out um, on film as I watched last night, watched the game back on film, both offense and defense. We're going to talk about what stood out on both sides of the ball, but also um, take a look at some things that the Chiefs really still have to work on and some of their problems I think that have really been you know, hurting them for a while now. Um, under Andy Reid and under this current set of, uh, uh, you know, under their current roster, under the set of players that they have um, and their core. So, you know, they're, they're playing well right now, obviously, but there is a few things that, you know, watching this game against the Jets that I think they just really got to figure out and clean up, um, you know, for some bigger games down the line this season in the future, uh, looking at, you know, some tough defenses coming up like Pittsburgh, um, you know, a team like maybe Tennessee, if they face them again in the playoffs. So, Something that I watched on film that sticks out, we'll talk about there. We'll talk about some other stuff that I think really, you know, made a lot of sense in this game, watching it back on film, um, that the Chiefs have kind of continued to show that they can win in a variety of ways as well. Um, So we'll talk about that a little bit. We'll touch a little bit on the Chiefs-Panthers matchup today, but a lot of that stuff will be uh, through our article content, and then we'll game preview um, Sunday's game this weekend. Friday or Saturday to end the week going into Sunday's game. But yeah, we're going to talk first off. I mean, the Chiefs in this game and Andy Reid kind of 
um, alluded to it a little bit on Monday in his press conference, just the fact that the Jets have been a little bit better on run defense, and that's something we talked about in our articles and stuff last week and, and in our keys to victory. I thought, you know, we were going to see the Chiefs try to get the pass game back rolling a little bit. Um, I didn't anticipate it to be to the level that they had it at on Sunday against the Jets. They they passed a little bit more than I anticipated. Um, but watching this game back, I mean, and looking at Andy Reid's comments, knowing that he wanted to kind of get the pass game going uh, because of how the Jets have been with their run defense, um, it made a lot of sense. And the first drive, we saw a lot of RPO action, quick passes, which is something, you know, I, I wish they did even a little bit more consistently. So the quick passing game was working to perfection. Um, the RPO look was something that, you know, was really kind of interesting to watch on that first Kansas City drive um, because the Jets actually threw a lot of different looks at them. But the single high safety look that they threw, uh, New York was actually really, really um, soft with their coverage. It was kind of interesting. They had a lot of players lined up near the, near the line of scrimmage, but they didn't really try to press. And that's something that kind of stuck out throughout the whole game. Uh, watching it back on film and stuff. But um, yeah, Nick Allegretti, I mean, he was pretty dominant. Again, there was one one uh, drive later on in the second quarter where Quentin Williams got by him pretty easily um, on a chop move and got to Patrick Mahomes before Mahomes just got the ball. Um, you know, Mahomes did get the ball just off in time and threw it towards Kelsey for an incompletion and not taking a sack. But overall, I got Nick Allegretti, once again, pretty dominant ever since they've kind of thrusted him into the starting lineup. Uh, he's played pretty well, so I thought that stuck out, especially on the first drive. There was a couple of plays back-to-back where uh, Le'Veon Bell, his first couple touches in this game, uh, there was a screen pass where Allegretti took out a defensive back, um, completely blew him up in the open field. It's a perfect job with the timing. Um, even on that screen pass, we see a delay sometimes, but even on that play, uh, the Chiefs did a good job u- utilizing a quick pass there. And like I said, the quick passes, it was good to see a lot of RPO action. They, they utilized that um, in this game. Eventually, the first touchdown on the Hardman uh, touch pass on the jet sweep motion. Um, overall, just great blocking all the way around. But I, I mean, it was really interesting to watch on the film how fooled the uh, Jets front was um, with the fake handoff to Le'Veon Bell, um, you know, going the opposite direction of Hardman. So that was something that stood out, stood out on that play uh, where the Jets' front was a little bit slow in reacting to the Hardman touch pass. Um, overall, I mean, I think offensively in this game, we'll kind of stick with the Chiefs' offense, I guess, first before we move on uh, to the defense. I, I actually thought, you know, the Jets' Jets run D, and again, Andy Reid knew they were coming in, you know, as, as a lot better run-stopping unit than the pass, pass defense was. Um you know, I, I think the Jets' run, watching it back, really was not fooled at all in this game. They did a good job, um, you know, identifying their gaps, identifying where the play was going most of the time. Um, as long as there wasn't a lot of misdirection, I mean, they, they really did a good job in this game. Uh, came up and filled the gaps and, and did a good job there. So the run game was not as um, prolific as it was the last two weeks for the Chiefs. But, of course, um, you know, I, I thought the Jets deserve a lot of credit for that um, with how they played in this one. Um, you know, overall, I thought second touchdown pass to Tyree Kill watching it back. Um, there was a play here where Travis Kelsey uh, sat in the middle of the field, kind of sat right at the sticks. And the Jets ran a really, really interesting coverage against this play. This was the second touchdown pass where Mahomes looked left, threw back to the right, hit Tyree Kill wide open for a perfect pass. Um, 
the Jets had an interesting coverage on this one where um, they kind of passed off the receivers to the safeties. And one of the safeties on the um, the opposite side of where the ball was thrown um, actually sat down and came up a little bit, uh, uh, you know, about five yards to cover uh, the near side of the field. So you had Kelsey in the middle of the field sitting at the sticks. Um, you had two linebackers on him, and it was really weird. They had Neville Hewitt, the Jets uh, linebacker, drop back like 20 yards to kind of help over the middle. So that was a really weird thing to watch back um, on that play. Um, so Kelsey's motion in, in the middle of the field and, and his route really fooled the Jets. And obviously Ashton Davis, the Jets' safety, um, he bit on the, on the corner route before Hill came back to the post. And, um, you know, again, I just don't, I don't understand that covered linebacker has to help over the top, over the middle of the field going back. And again, Mahomes' eyes on that play really held the defenders to the boundary. He pushed it hard and uh, the Jets were just not able to make a good play on that one, especially with, again, Davis kind of biting and, and turning into uh, the wrong direction on Tyree Kill's fake. Um, kind of moving on to some other things here, as far as I guess we'll just stick with the story, scoring plays for the Chiefs real quick. So the third touchdown to um, the inside shovel shovel pass to, to Travis Kelsey, right? Similar play they ran against the Baltimore Ravens. This was a play... Um, kind of looking at how it's how it's run from the end zone angle on film. Um, it, it's run kind of like a speed option play. They had two wide receivers motion um, to the direction of where Mahomes rolled out before the snap. And it's kind of run like an option where Mahomes is running kind of the way he's holding the ball and, and just the way he's kind of setting himself up in terms of squaring up defenders that are coming his way. And uh, the blocking on that play... Um, they, they are blocking as, as as if it's a pass play, but again, it's kind of a weird mix of an, an option play and pass blocking at the same time. Obviously, Mahomes rolls out, tosses it back inside with the inside shovel uh, underhand, and Kelsey with the easy easy um, turn inside to the end zone. And, and another thing that's kind of interesting, there's only really one other route that was run on that play. It was uh, Demarcus Robinson kind of runs a slant route on that play. Um, where he's set up just on the outside of Kelsey, moves to the inside towards the post. And that's a really interesting play to watch, you know, from that end zone angle uh, back on film. The fourth touchdown, it was a pretty simple post corner route by Demarcus Robinson. I I mean, I don't know what uh, the Jets corner was really looking at or doing on that play because he was completely fooled. And I mean, I think you could have seen almost any receiver run that route the way Robinson did and be as open as he was. It was just pretty easy for Robinson to get past that defender with the post corner route. Um, and, and just again, good timing on that play Mahomes and, and Robinson in sync there. And the fifth and final touchdown um, again, kind of like we said earlier on, I mean, the jets were just not pressing uh, the chiefs receivers at the line of scrimmage. So you, when you got Tyree killed speed and you don't press, um, I mean, obviously that makes it a lot more difficult to stay with him. Uh, great placement on this ball by Mahomes on the, you know, inside uh, part of the numbers. And um, again, I mean, just for Tyree Kill, it's, it's too easy with his speed uh, when you don't press at the line of scrimmage. So um, really, really good to see those touchdowns. I mean, just the, um, I guess the ease that, that, that Mahomes and the Chiefs had in this game uh, kind of get them back rolling. And, and really we saw the passing offense, I think, get back to their roots a little bit. Just kind of a lot of things that we haven't seen over the last couple of games or even three games. Um you know, I mean, it's it, this has kind of gone back to, um, 
the Monday night game at the Ravens, since we've really seen the pass offense kind of get back to the the basics for what they do really well, getting Mahomes to move around a little bit, throw on the run. There was obviously one play later on where uh, where Mahomes rolled out to his left. The pressure was getting to him. He had to spin out, roll out to his left, and I just don't know how. Sometimes he makes those throws and leading the receivers the way he does when he's throwing on the run, uh, throwing the opposite way of where he's running and where his momentum's taking him. But yeah, that's something that stood out. Um, I guess something that something else that kind of stood out to me um, in pass coverage for the Jets, I, I thought their safeties were way too slow to react in this one. They were pretty soft in zone coverage. There was a lot of plays on third down where Mahomes found Kelsey like really easily. And sometimes it was within, uh, you know, in between four defenders. There was a play third and 13. I believe it was right before, um, I believe it was right before the shovel pass touchdown or, or um, yeah, I, I think it was the shovel pass touchdown right before halftime, their third score, where, I mean, Kelsey was literally in between five defenders. The zone coverage was just too soft uh, by the Jets, and and I just thought that's that's something that stood out. Um, one thing I think, you know, that continues to be a problem, though, for the Chiefs offense, right, short yardage situations. There was two plays in this one. Uh, one was a third and two where the Chiefs had a bunch set, and um the interior line uh, uh the interior alignment for Kansas City just completely whiffed on their blocks Andrew Wiley Nick Allegretti really had problems on that play um it almost looked like Wiley was expecting a little more help from Daniel Kilgore but the Jets kind of just put a lot of guys up near the line of scrimmage knew what was coming uh Le'Veon Bell even though he's got that patient kind of style waiting for blocks to develop he really had no time to set up so I I don't think Bell really deserves any of the blame on that play, just blocking missed assignments and really kind of weird to, I think, see them run that bunch set look. And, and they did that a lot on third down in this game, third and short, third and medium, where the Chiefs tried to do that. And I, I just don't think it really was the smartest plan of action against the Jets in that situation. Um, they did a bunch set look against, um, against them on another third down where Pringle caught a pass short of the first down marker right before the fake punt. Uh, where Townsend threw it to Pringle, so um, that that was one play that stuck out, uh, uh, stood out. Another one was the fourth and one play later on at the Jets' 14-yard line, right after Mahomes rolled out to the left and threw it back um, to the inside for Hardman on that play. Uh, fourth and one, they handed off to Le'Veon Bell. It was actually there. It was actually close to getting a first down. Uh, Bell's run was there, but the D end on the um, on the opposite side of where Le'Veon started uh, started and got the carry on the play. Uh, the DN did a good job of crouching down, kind of muddied up the traffic in the backfield, and this kind of, uh, you know, forced the, the pulling offensive linemen of the Chiefs to kind of get stuck in their tracks a little bit, and Bell just kind of got caught back there. So he was close to getting the first down. Um, the run was there, but just a good job of the Jets on that, um, on that strong side, uh, really kind of just blowing it up in the backfield and, creating a lot of havoc there. So that short yardage situation moments, I mean, I think right now, uh, one thing that I've kind of continued to say is really, I just, I, I like to see him run more RPO stuff in those situations, third or fourth and short. And I think, again, that's an area you got to really improve on kind of going forward. I know uh, one thing Andy Reid kind of talked about in his Monday press conference was he actually is still a little bit gun shy of calling a quarterback sneak after Mahomes injury last year. Such a freak thing, and um, you know, I, I don't know if it would happen again. But 
you know, I think they are still a little gun shy of that. But I, I'd like to see just a little bit more option looks or RPO stuff. Um, in those situations, I just I think running up the middle, it's never really been a strength uh, for this Chiefs team, uh, not just this year, but over the last few years. So I think that's something that they're going to have to definitely kind of weed out um, before the playoffs come. Uh, kind of looking at the Chiefs' defense in this game, we'll kind of come back with that after this quick break and talk about what I really uh, liked from the Jets' offense, how they set things up for Sam Darnold. So we'll talk about that and more after this quick break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Welcome back to the FPC Chiefs podcast. So far, talking about what we saw in film from Chiefs versus Jets on Sunday. We've talked Chiefs offense so far. Already, let's turn things over to the Jets offense versus the Chiefs D. Um, I really admired how the Jets kind of actually designed this game for Sam Darnold, kind of letting him play to his strengths, quick passes early on, uh, quick decisions on crossing routes or, you know, quick outs. And we saw, you know, him move the pocket a little bit, being able to throw on the run. Um, you know, this is something I think, if I remember right, Chris Jones and Steve Spagnuolo talked about uh, going into the game. That's, you know, an underrated part for Darnold is, you know, his athletic ability, just because we don't see him um, always utilize running and, and being able to use his legs, throw throw on the run, uh, throw off platform. I think that's something Darnold is actually somewhat good at, but doesn't always get the chances to do that. Um, the New York offensive line kind of impressed me early on with their pass sets. That kind of deteriorated in the second half, as we'll talk about later on. But um, um, Casey coverage, I thought I thought their pass coverage was pretty tight on the outside. Rashad Breeland had a hell of a game. Carverius Ward gave up a couple big catches on the outside by the sideline, but I thought um, he still had a pretty good game early on. But yeah, Breeland especially, uh, been great to have him back for that Chiefs defense. Um, really, really interesting to watch in this one that um, the Chiefs defensive line, um, you know, the Jets were able to kind of hit some runs early on, and I think some of it was just the power and the push up front that the New York uh, blocking unit was creating. But overall, I mean, the Chiefs did a good job, I think, getting to uh, to slow down the run later on. Held a lot of gains to five yards or less or stopped it, stopped it at the line of scrimmage. Um, there was a lot of plays where just the D-line did a great job of crashing down, uh, making blockers move laterally. Uh, Frank Gore really got caught, you know, trying to, I think, push things so much to the outside edge that, Really, he, he kind of ran out of room on a lot of plays as well. Um, I have no idea why the Jets ran so many screen passes in this game. There was a couple, um, like two plays out of a three-play stretch uh, right before, I think it was their first field goal on the first drive where 
They threw a couple of quick ones to Braxton Berrios. The Chiefs just had it snuffed out perfectly. It's like they knew um, exactly when Berrios was going to be kind of the target because a lot of plays where he was the 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 um, primary guy. I mean, the Chiefs snuffed it out really easily. Um, there was a there was one screen play where Tyron Matthew, uh, Rashad Fenton. And Bashad Breeland, I mean, they just completely blew past the blockers. Barrios tried to cut it back into the inside, and obviously that's where the pursuit's at. So that, that was really a bad decision by Barrios, bad decision by the Jets overall. And I, I I also don't know why screen plays for opponents, they keep trying to run so many to Frank Clark's side. Frank Clark as a defensive end is one of the best in the game at really just knowing how to pursue the football as a defensive end, get out to the outside on a screen play and get to the flat. So, um they tried that a few times in this game, trying to run screen passes to Frank, uh, Frank Clark's side. It didn't really work. Um, I, I thought that um, overall, right before halftime, the Jets did a good job of eating up the uh, Chiefs cover three look. There was a lot of plays in there where, again, quick passes for Darnold where he is more comfortable um, and, and just some plays where um, the Jets ran a lot of routes on the same side of the field where it really made safeties of the Chiefs have to make a decision of you know whether to stay on top of the router cut inside. So there was a lot of plays where the Jets actually designed pretty well. Right before halftime, they were eating up that cover three look. And it was really interesting because the play that um, the Chiefs got a third down stop on right after they've been beat on cover three over and over again, it was man coverage. Sorensen runs from uh, from the box out to the out to the flat and stops on Michael P. Ryan for a short gain. So that was a play right before half that was huge. Um and, and overall, uh, moving on to right before halftime with the blocked field goal by Armani Watts, Casey actually overloaded um, on that side where Watts was. They had six players on that side compared to four on the other side for that blocked field goal. So really, I mean, you have more guys on that side. The Jets don't have enough blockers. Armani Watts, great job of getting in there, uh, getting the blocked field goal. Um, and McCole Hartman, I thought he was going to score on that play. And, and looking at it back on film from the – uh, from the angle, from uh, not not the end zone angle, but the sideline view. Um, if Hardman actually goes the other direction instead of instead of the left, if he goes to the right, he maybe scores on that play. But um, you know that didn't really come back to bite them. Um, kind of moving on to the second half, I thought obviously you know this is something we talked about with our articles and podcasts last week. Uh, with the key to victory was going to be you know the more Sam Darnold throws. Um, and is asked to drop back over and over again, the better, because this is where the Chiefs defense feeds off of uh, letting their D-back fly around, kind of disguised coverages. Um, the coverage, it was not horrible every time in the first half, but I thought, man, the second half, looking back at it, the Chiefs were really tight, um, you know, made a lot of um, difficult throws for Darnold to make and try to fit it in tight windows. Again, Chad Breland, hell of a game for him um, on the back end. So, uh, the more Darnold throwing, the better also for the pass rush because we saw pressure get to him a lot more in the second half. He got hit a lot in the first half, but really it was a lot of late pressure that got to him. Um, and, and honestly, you know, the receivers didn't give Darnold a lot of help in this game. There was a lot of drop passes. There was a lot of plays where, I mean, it just looked like the effort or, or the routes were not really fully executed. Uh, for the Jets receivers, Barry Oates, again, going back to him. I mean, the Chiefs, a lot of plays where he was the primary guy, snuffed it out. There was one play where Darnold rolled out to the left, and Berrios was there. He was calling for the ball. Um, Darnold throws it perfectly, hits him right in the numbers, and Berrios trips and falls, drops the ball. 
um, and the Jets are forced to punt. So, I mean, just, just a lot of plays there where Darnold either had to be perfect with the tight window throw, you got to beat the Chiefs over the top, and he just wasn't able to do that, or his receivers really didn't have uh, a lot of great help, a lot of great effort there. Um, I want to go back to one play where there was a sack in the first half where Deshaun, uh, Tershawn Wharton got the sack. Uh, this was purely a coverage sack, so really just talking about how how good the Chiefs were in coverage in this game um, when they needed to be. Um, there was a lot of plays, man, where Darnold just didn't have uh, anywhere to go, and he kind of ran into that sack that was near the end of the first half with Deshaun Wharton. Um, so overall, that's kind of what stood out, mostly with the defense. I guess one other play was um, the fumble uh, in the fourth quarter. The Jets ran a screen pass, and uh, Mackay Beckton left tackle. I uh, really like him coming out of Louisville, but uh, there was a play here where he kind of just stopped in his tracks and uh, stopped looking upfield for another another guy to block, and it left Daniel Sorensen wide open to come down, um, able to get back and come down the alley and laid the boom on him. Obviously, Breland uh, recovers the ball there, Chiefs take over. So there was a lot of plays in this game where, as the game went on, I mean, this is the kind of style that the Chiefs defense really liked playing in, and the Jets were just not either able to, you know, they didn't have an answer for it on a way to beat it. They weren't really um, picking up on assignments as much as they were early on in the game and being able to find those open open up passes or open lanes. So um, really good job with the Chiefs defense. No touchdowns allowed once again this week. Um, just good complimentary football. And, and right now, you know, they're playing, they're showing that they can, uh, they can win in a lot of ways. So that's a lot that stood out from film, uh, in this game on chiefs and jets. I think overall, I mean, even though it is the jets, one of the worst teams in the league, I think this is just kind of the perfect thing that we're used to seeing. Um, if all, if all things go well in a perfect world for the chiefs, you know, complimentary defense, they're, they're able to hold, um, opponents to field goals once again, then don't break in those areas. And, and I think overall, just seeing the passing offense, again, get back to their roots, get back to where, you know, Mahomes is really able to feel the most comfortable, not have to, uh, not always have to rely on the offensive line being perfect. Let him move around a little bit. There was a few plays I did see as well, where Mahomes, um, when he was pressured, he didn't quite, there was some throws where he tried to go deep. He wasn't quite able to step into them, but, uh, overall I thought this was, this was uh, the kind of game we've been waiting to see for a little while for this Chiefs passing offense. And again, just showing that they can win uh, in a multitude of ways. So that's kind of stood out. Uh, what stood out from Chiefs Jets on film. Um, really good game all around. I thought um, just, just a really well-designed game too by Andy Reid and the coaching staff. But uh, we'll take one more quick break here before we wrap up. And we'll talk uh, quickly about Chiefs and Panthers as well. And maybe what to expect uh, with early headlines going into that game. This Sunday. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, welcome back here as we wrap up. Talk Chiefs and Jets. Uh, talk a little bit of the early headlines with Chiefs Panthers. Uh, Panthers, this was a game kind of going into the season that I think a lot of people expected it to be similar to what Chiefs Jets ended up being. But overall, the Carolina Panthers have come out um, 
Um, and a tough season with no, no off-season activities because of the COVID. Um, and a new head coach, a lot of young players, so much change. Um, I've really been impressed with the Panthers. They are entering this game with a three-game losing streak, some tough, tight losses there uh, versus, the, versus the Bears at the Saints and versus the Falcons, I think, have all been one-score losses. Um, they could get Christian McCaffrey back in this game, so that could be a huge boost when you talk about going up against a team like the Chiefs, uh, trying to limit their their op, uh, opportunities to score and trying to make the Chiefs score um, in bunches. Um, so, so that's going to be interesting to watch. Mike Davis did a really good job, though, um, over the last month or so while McCaffrey's been out. Of, uh, he's had some big games running the football. Run, uh, he's had a lot of physical hard runs, running hard, getting through contact, carrying guys with him down the field. And um, the Panthers, honestly, Teddy Bridgewater surprised me a little bit so far this year. I think he's done a good job spreading the wealth. Um, Robbie Anderson's looked really good coming over from the uh, New York Jets in free agency. I believe entering week eight, he was maybe second in receiving yards in the NFL. So that's been a little bit underrated. Um, his play, they also have DJ Moore, who's been high. They found ways to use Curtis Samuel with this new coaching staff. Um, offensive coordinator Joe Brady has been really creative with him. So um, it's going to be an interesting game. I, I think the Chiefs um, should still feel really confident, but this is a team that's been a tough out for a lot of teams um, with the Carolina Panthers. New head coach Matt Rule, um, you know, he took programs like Temple and Baylor at the college level um, and left them, you know, in a better position when he left to go to the NFL or to a different program than when he got there. I mean, there there was, um, uh, you know, he was able to get those got those programs to 11-win seasons. We saw Baylor right before he got there, I think, was a one- or two-win team in the Big 12. So uh, Matt Rule, just a really good coach, and, you know, I, I like his fit just with this with this Carolina team, a uh, team that, you know, really prideful, plays hard. Uh, you know, they, they don't really care about the excuses. They just go out and do it. So a great mix there uh, to have Matt Rule as his first year in the NFL as a head coach. Um, so it's going to be an interesting game to watch. Really excited to see how Carolina comes out offensively, um, especially if McCaffrey's back. So we'll kind of talk about that this week with articles and our game preview episode as well. Um, the Chiefs, though, I think coming into this game, really going to be interested to watch their offense uh, go up against the Carolina D because the Carolina defense has been um, a little bit underwhelming in getting pressure to the quarterback. But I, I've been impressed with how their pass defense has played. Uh, rookie Jeremy Chin, who's kind of a safety corner slash, you know, hybrid linebacker. Um, so he's a guy that I really like coming out of the draft this year. He's been asked to do a lot of things. He's um, really impressed. And you have um, cornerback Dante Jackson there, pretty good speed on the back end. And obviously veteran safety Trey Boston is a guy that is always, um, you have to know where he's at on all times and can't really take a lot of chances and throwing a lot of balls up for grabs with him around. So really interested to see if the Chiefs kind of stick with this game plan they had against the Jets going up against the Panthers, or if they try to get a lot more balanced again and get the running game going. Um, because it's it's really going to be a fun matchup, I think, on Sunday. Um, the Panthers also, uh, defensive coordinator Phil Snow, I mean, he's a guy that was with Matt Rule beforehand. Um, I, I've just been really impressed with his ability to disguise a lot of coverages, um, be creative in a lot of ways on defense. So uh, really looking forward again to see how this game plays out on Sunday. We're going to talk about it again, though, 
a lot this week with articles and our game preview episode here on the podcast. Um, of course, you guys can follow us on Twitter at FBC underscore Chiefs. Follow myself um, at Braden Holacek 9 with the number 9 at the end. Um, hopefully going to get another article out here today on Tuesday um, with this podcast episode with just some, again, last-minute thoughts that we kind of talked about here today for what I saw on film from Chiefs and Jets. Um, of course, we'll have some other um, ideas come out this week as well as we turn over to Panthers week. Um, you guys can also find all of our articles and podcast episodes in one place. If you go to the App Store, download the full press coverage app, and uh, it's an easy way to just find everything in one spot. Um, of course, uh, stay tuned for daily video content as well. Uh, full press coverage uh, with Sportscaster. I believe it's sportscaster.com slash full press coverage. Um, we haven't been doing the morning show on Sundays uh, for NFL on there uh, lately, but we're actually kind of transitioning to do that um, after the Sunday games in the afternoon and before Sunday night football. So I believe it'll be uh, myself, Ian Glendon, Mike DeBate uh, doing those and possibly also a show previewing Monday night football as well. We're hoping to get those kind of changes uh, set up. So, um, but other daily video content like FPC radio live every weekday morning with Mike and uh, Ian, uh, they do a great job every day. So follow them uh, as well on Sportscaster. And um, I think that's pretty much it. Again, just stay tuned for all of our article and podcast stuff this week. We are done here and we will see you guys next time. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.